One thing that people have called me is um, the chief networking officer of AR and VR. Ooh, I like that I a like lot. her. I don't. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Brendan Bradley with the Fifth Wall Forum, committed to bringing together industry insiders from the theater and technology worlds to create opportunities for new kinds of virtual performance. And today I'm having a conversation with Samantha G. Wolf, founder of Pitch Forward and an adjunct professor at NYU. Today's conversation is brought to you by the Fifth Wall Forum Discord channel, a robust community of hundreds of technologists and artists sharing job postings, tutorials, upcoming performances, and the home of Artifact Friday, where our mentors and collaborators share artifacts from their work, giving Fifth Wall Forum members a first glimpse at the latest in innovation and immersive storytelling. Find out more at our website at fifthwallforum.com. That's 5-T-H-W-A-L-L-F-O-R-U-M.com. And now let's get to the conversation. Welcome, Sam. Hi, Brendan. It's so good to have you on the chat. <laughs> um, you're kind of to blame for all of this yes. or to be credited, whichever way we want to go. It depends on the mood, right? <laughs> right. Like, Why? It depends on the done. day. We met last summer, you and I virtually, and a yeah. week later you tweeted, I think it's time for a theater festival for the XR community. And I guess I should just start this all off asking what inspired that call to action? <laughs> well, so one thing that people have called me is um, the chief networking officer of AR and VR. Ooh, I like that I a like lot. I like her. I don't. <laughs> it isn't, it isn't, because it's sort of, it's like, great, but what does that mean? Um, I think that somebody just said it mainly because I tend to uh know most people and then i also am like you know who you should meet um people say i'm really fun at when we have you know sort of physical trade shows um to walk around with because i'll be like here's this person and that person and this person and that person so i was on this sort of uh rounds of talking to people like i normally do and then it felt like 75 percent of the conversations i was having were around uh, immersive theater and it was like okay this is getting ridiculous <laughs> like <laughs> everyone is talking about immersive theater and then I'd be like do you know Brendan Bradley do you know blah 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 do you know blah 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 and they're like no and so I was basically trying to say you know you all should meet and then went well that's sort of not a really exciting um, tweet to write and I was like Ooh, you know what theater people like? Theater people like theater festivals. <laughs> <laughs> we like, like them right up until tech. Yeah, but it was just sort of like, that's sort of a fun thing. I mean, I was in the uh, TV industry for 20 years. So, um, and I love film festivals and just that whole entire environment. And so I, I know that feeling of just like a bunch of people getting together who really sort of love a particular industry and want to see cool things going on and you know everybody was remote and this was really the opportunity to create something sort of different and cool um i thought you know what let me throw all these people together on a, a tweet at first and see if it sticks and it, <laughs> it did you're really getting to the heart of how fractured and siloed this community can be i mean you and i both have classes at myu for exploring these new technologies but we didn't know about each other can you yeah. can you tell me a little bit about you know in the before times there was this 
Um, you're talking about like wandering the convention floors and, and putting people <laughs> in touch with each other. How do you discover new work and new people to even be this chief networking <laughs> officer? Uh, it, it, it didn't come sort of like I love meeting new people, you know, that initial meeting, which some people go, oh, gosh, that is so scary. That's like some part of my brain about like meeting new people, um, because it also I do think of like, who else could they meet? So I just am like always doing research about what's new and cool. And then I just go and ask to talk to them. I have no it's like I have no shame in going and and messaging somebody I've never met before um, or walking over at a like physical booth and just be like, hi, um, without an agenda, you know, and I, I think that that <laughs> tends to confuse people um, a bit. But then when they realize, oh, wait, she doesn't want to sell me something. And I've made some sort of great friends and contacts that way. I think we can all sometimes feel a bit handcuffed by our own etiquette because, like, I wouldn't want the random person running up to me and, and kind of, like, finding <laughs> me and, like, cornering me. But we also don't meet people unless the initial approach happens. Do you have any advice about how to make that approach in a non-spammy or weird way? Oh, it definitely, I just am like, it's gonna, uh, it, it might come off weirdly. There's definitely certain people that I know that they're going like, oh my God, who is she? Um, <laughs> Wait, I have, have we some met people I've gone over to, like when I met, I mean, he's no longer there, but when I met like the um, head of innovation for Major League Baseball, I had read about, uh, what he was doing. And I literally jumped up and down when I met him. <laughs> um, and there are a few people that get that reaction of like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And and then then they're like, oh, who is she? Um, and, and then once I say, you did this and you did that, and like I fangirl like a lot. Um, and if they aren't interested in having a conversation about the future of AR and VR and emerging tech and getting excited about it, they're probably not the right person for me to talk to anyway. So you heard it here first. Do not play it cool. That's that's the not the way no, to go. No, I am the least cool <laughs> uh, person ever. Um, and in a way, have no game, uh, right? Like it's sort of that old pickup artist kind of thing. Like I just am like, hi, how's it going? And for anyone who's listening, I would bet that about I don't know. Maybe it's like a quarter of the people I've met have had that experience. Talk to me about meeting so many people across this community. I feel like in some ways there's you, your work with Pitch Forward and even the work you brought to the Fifth Wall Forum of helping our teams figure out messaging and branding at a micro level to be able to present and reveal their work. I feel like there is this kind of community and conversation and vernacular that's kind of roughly forming slowly can you speak at all to what you think is the the best way to present this work specifically the kind of umbrella of xr because i feel like the population either doesn't know about it or to your point is kind of siloed off doing really cool stuff that like a few niche people know well, about i mean it's sort of a little bit parallel of of emerging technologies in general are uncomfortable right? Especially for somebody who's never worked with them before. And you have to be 
okay with being uncomfortable, right? That's what I just, I said, I am very much okay with being uncomfortable when I'm like, hey, Brendan, how are you? I just heard about this stuff that you did. And you're like, wait, 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 wait a second. Who are you? <laughs> but, but what do you think makes it uncomfortable? Um, I think that people in general don't, um, well, there's there's a few different things potentially. One is like technology seems difficult if you're not in it. Like it, oh, it is it is hard. difficult even if you're no, in it. No, it is. It is. But I think that <laughs> it is difficult to actually make, but if you're not a coder or developer and have sort of lived that, oh my gosh, this like new thing came out and now I have to learn it. You know, I've had this sort of belief since the beginning of working in the industry that there needs to be more people involved besides the people who know actually how to do the, 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 the coding itself. Sure. Um, I sort of stubbornly decided that I was going to, uh, I don't know, just say like, hey, you all need marketing, branding, positioning to allow other people besides the industry itself to understand what you're doing. Right. right. Um, and, and that sort of, I've sort of stuck to that. The idea of accelerating the adoption of emerging technology, sort of using the skills that I have. And that's where I guess that uncomfortable situation happens that I do feel like if you're talking to somebody outside the industry and you'd be like, I work in VR immersive theater that they're like, oh, I don't, I don't put on a headset. Like, like, oh, no, 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 no. Or what? But if all they're doing is maybe reading an article or looking at social media to understand it, it needs to be really broken down um, in a way that is non-technical and non-threatening so that to be like, oh, I sort of get it now. And then that motivates them to learn more and be more interested. And, and sometimes those people who are a little bit intimidating could be a potential investor. Right. And right. that what I, I always call it the hump, but I, I need a new phrase for it. Um, but sort of getting people over that initial hump of confusion or misunderstanding and getting them to sort of get to the point where they open their eyes wider and, you know, the jaw drops a little of like, oh, now I see. I mean, that happens in my class where I start off with students who have, you know, never, don't even realize that Snapchat is augmented reality at all. And then by the end, they are able to talk like an industry insider. That's awesome. Um, I mean, that's an extreme, right? It's like 14 classes each two and a half hours long. But I do think that even within a half an hour, 15 minutes of conversation with somebody who doesn't understand um, the tech or is scared of the tech, I can get them like sort of pumped and excited about it. This speaks so much to basically the last year of my life, especially <laughs> with kind of accessibility or really what I've fallen in love with with WebXR as that kind of like first nibble for many people because you can log on from any device and see it and be like, oh, this is what I'm doing. Because I agree with you that hump or what I've called a kind of perceived helplessness is people going, no, 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 I'm not really going to do that or be good at that. And I was literally at a, a meeting this week that was rarely in person. And someone was like, well, I don't really get what you're doing. And I was like, take out your phone. <laughs> and I was able to, on our phones, log into a virtual theater with somebody 
And yes, it's still clunkier on the phone than it would be in a headset or even a desktop. But the idea that right there, they were like, oh, I get it. We're logged in. I could go see a show. I could see you perform literally right now from my device from anywhere in the world. Now we can begin to have a conversation about how it applies or what they might want to do with the technology, not does the technology exist or work. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons. And I will say that out of, you know, I always introduce people to other people, but I would say that that you are probably at the top end of the people that I introduce the most to other people. Like I just adore that. It's just like, we're just going to make it. And if it's, you know, um, not going to worry about whether it's like beautiful yet. Right. Let's figure out if it could even possible. <laughs> I love that attitude because I feel like so many people are so precious. Like I actually work with and have started to work with some of the people who are literally the best at their specific technology. And I'm working with them to try to make sure that everybody understands of course, you don't say, I'm the best, like, <laughs> we have the best technology, but have everybody sort of realize right. that through the content or through what they're saying, uh, you know, it's like flipping the script here a little bit, Brandon, like, like what you do is so valuable because it's just like, let's just do it. And, and in some ways, that's where, you know, people sort of fall down. They're like, if it's not perfect immediately, it's not worth trying. It's a good thing to live by of just, you could just try it. Just try it. And if it makes you feel a little uncomfortable first. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's okay. I love that sort of feel of being around people who are really excited about stuff and willing to try. And I mean, I guess that circles back to the beginning of our, of our conversation, right? Of where it's like, you just gotta, you just gotta try and you never know what was going to happen. <laughs> right. I want more creative people, more people outside of technology to get involved with this tech and see its potential. Because it's only for it's only for good. I do believe that it's going to, you know, and I know it sounds so cheesy, but I do believe it's going to change the world. Um, that's I, if I were the brand manager of the person who said that, I would be like, no, we can't say that. <laughs> well, it's, it's like the word innovation. You're the only one not allowed to use it about your work. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you just have to bring people along and then, and then have them, uh, have them understand. This is where almost all companies are like, my technology is the most amazing technology in the planet, on right. the planet. It is made for everyone and every, it's going to change everyone's lives. And I'm like, that is awesome, um, but we can't say that. Uh, <laughs> and so here I am talking about the industry as itself, saying it's amazing and it could be for everyone. So let me put you on the spot then, because oh, when it comes to what you can't say, yes. um, what can you say? What is kind of the silver bullet, not necessarily the phrasing or the messaging, because obviously someone would want to work with you one-on-one -on -one to develop that out, but what are the considerations someone should bring to figuring out how to begin even communicating and converting their value in their industry <laughs> with these technologies. Thank you for such a great layup of a question. Now, Not at all. The thing that I found over and over again, um, people who are developing a, a, a technology or some or or almost anything really, is they tend to forget about who it's for. So basically, the target audience. And so I get to do my pretend acting. I like put my hands together and pretend I'm wearing a hat. Yes, I actually do that. And I go, okay, I'm the target audience, um, whatever it might be. And then I assume that I don't care 
about whatever it is the person's telling me hmm. um, that I have many, many other important things to do, like tell me right away what it means for me. And so I've sort of uh, consolidated that to my sort of harsh questions, which is so what and who cares to, to define those targets and define the values. So the who cares is who's going to care enough about whatever it is that I'm doing um, as a, you know, right now I'm pretending to be, you know, I have my, my, my product or my service or my, my performance, like who's going to really care enough to spend time or spend money, you know, attending my performance or trying my technology, like who is going to care? And I mean that in the absolute best way possible. And then the, so what is a great question um, it's so harsh, like both of them are so harsh, but it also cuts through the, I have the most amazing technology that's going to change everybody and change the world. So you do a little bit of, so what? Um, and that gets to the value. Like what value, what thing are you offering to that person who is going to care? And there could be a lot of different target audiences and there could be a lot of different drivers to what is going to get them to really care about what you're doing. Right. But I tend to always go back to that. There's, it, it's inspired a bit by um, this guy named Simon Sinek, who's always get to the why, get to the why. It's not an easy answer, right? It's not an easy process to go through. You know, like I, I have to spend a little time going like, hey, let's put this, you have the most amazing technology. You have the most amazing um, project or whatever. Let's put that to the side. And then I repeat that like four times. So like egos aren't bruised. And then I'm like, okay, now we need to answer these tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and I'm like, it's coming from a good place. It's coming from a good place, but you still hear it it's so negatively. Uh, but I think that that's it's like a little bit of a, a dose of reality. Do you find that the artistic community, especially we talked about kind of immersive theater specifically, is more open to that conversation because they're used to rejection and they're used to constantly having to like prove themselves? Or do you think it's the same? Maybe. I think a little <laughs> bit. I mean, I do feel like the executives are the people who who are making the technology are also really nervous about like just other people misunderstanding what they're doing. Like, that's not what I do. And it's like, it's okay. I'm not going to totally misrepresent <laughs> what your company is doing or what your performance is doing. I'm just trying to help. <laughs> right, you know, right. I know that if you and I, if I was trying to market something you were doing, even though I think that you're brilliant and wonderful and articulate, person that you would still have this wait 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 a second that's not exactly what i'm trying to do right <laughs> kind of wait no no and i'll be like that's okay brandon that's fine i'm gonna draft something and and then you can look at it and then i'll look at it and it's collaborative and at the end it's still yours so people feel like their product is getting away from them when you try to make them hone in the messaging yes yes and I am like, absolutely not. I'm just trying to make sure that it is articulated in a way that people understand. Yeah. And it's a little bit like every person is unique, right? Every single person is a unique entity. I still believe that every single, single company or every single project is a unique entity. But sometimes in the describing of it, 
it either one doesn't make sense what that company of production is doing or two sounds like 10 or 20 other things out there. Right. And so you're like, how can we make it sound as unique as possible to what it is reflecting the actual, the actual thing, the actual product production and make it relevant. Yeah. That is my role. That is it. The funny thing is, is that it, people hate the word marketing in the industry. They hate the word branding in the industry because it does imply that it's like lying. Oh, right. Yeah. And I have to be like, right. no, it's sales. it is not. It is not that I am not like going to say something and oversell what is possible. Also, because there's a lot of developers have been burned. Right. Like they are, they're told over and over and over again that what they're working on is going to change the world and make them millions of dollars. And, and this is why I love my developers. Cause I'm like, I'm going to protect you from that. I will be as honest <laughs> as possible as I can in the process to be like, this tech is really cool. This is really cool. It, will it make you a million dollars? I don't know. Like that's sort of up to you to take it and do with it what you can. But instead of really selling you hard, I'm going to give you a lot of valuable information. So if somebody is struggling with those questions or that process, how do they get in touch with you to give you all the monies <gasps> to help them figure it out? Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, the money is definitely figured out. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm always on on Twitter. So it's the Samantha G Wolf on Twitter. And then on LinkedIn, it's the same thing. And then we have our wearepitchforward.com. Reach out. Obviously, I don't have problems doing it in the reverse. I will say that I do need to be like poked a few times sometimes recently because business has picked up. Um, but I always, always, always am super excited to talk with people who are passionate about this who are doing something different and exciting, who are moving the technology forward and creating really cool things. I mean, most people say that they, when they talk to me, they get like super pumped and excited about whatever it is they're doing. And if you're already walking in super and pumped and excited about what you're doing, then it's like, we're going to create magic. I know it. Well, I feel like that we created a little magic today. This conversation has left me pumped and excited to get back into the things that I'm pulling my hair out over right now. So thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. Aw, thank you, Brendan. I'm always willing to support and help. Thanks so much to Samantha G. Wolf for the conversation. If you want to join me on the show or know someone who might, find me online at the handle Brendan A. Bradley or go to fifthwallforum.com to find out more. I'm Brendan Bradley wishing you a happy Friday, and I'll see you next time.